everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, we're back, and today we're covering Smile. Right? I love being told to smile. Uh, (laughs) This is going to wrap up our season as well as this look at this year. And yes, we killed it. All the movies came out in the right year, all four years. Even the interview, because Josh had been brought in two movies from this year. We're killing it. That's six movies from this year to make up for all the years we couldn't do the math. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We finally got it right, y'all. We finally got it right. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> 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 I'm not Brandy. I should stop. Or Whitney. Either one. It doesn't matter. Brandy's come back to Cinderella. I saw that. I saw that on her Instagram. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Smile because, oh, girl, there's a lot to discuss in this movie. Listen. First thing first. I I kept looking at that actor who was playing Rose because I'm like, why does she look familiar? I've never seen her, but her parents are Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick, and her name is is it Saucy Bacon, Sozy Bacon? I don't know how to say the first name because I'm an asshole, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that either until I saw your notes, and I was like, oh, because. <laughs> All I knew about this movie is it was called Smile and people were having discourse about mental health and if it was being handled appropriately and that Kyle Gellner would be here. Kyle is everywhere. He's like the Roy Kent of horror right now. He's here. He's there. He's every (laughs) fucking where. And I knew that like the guy who plays A-Train and the boys uh, was here from like the credits, opening Mm -hmm. credits. That's all I knew going in. I, I, yeah, I I had seen the uh, PR shots of the people just smiling in the camera and Mm -hmm. That's all I knew about it. it. Was some kind of something with smiles, and why? Okay, so what is it about the human psyche that extreme happiness is just so fucking creepy? Because it's because it's unnatural. <laughs> it's such a used trope, but it always is effective. So I don't, I can't blame anybody. But like the whole like clown thing, and then you've got like because. Uh, it's just so, just to see someone sitting there smiling at you, that's so creepy. Why are you smiling? Don't, don't be so happy. I don't like it. Be sad. Cry. Come on. That doesn't creep me out. I'm not going to lie. Um, I Because I don't know much about this. I didn't know much about this movie before I watched it. Because I, I like to mute everything. Because I have to watch everything eventually between here, the other podcast, and Dread. And so I'm like, I'm going to see it. I don't know. But it was not on my list of things to see right. um, until everybody was talking about it after they saw it. And I was like, well, people are like talking about it just hard and talking around the things. So I don't get spoiled. I feel like I should watch it. Uh, and I, yeah, like they made smiles creepy. They sure did. And yeah, like I too, when I first saw that this was coming out, I wasn't super excited. It wasn't like one that I was like, I got to go see that, you know? Uh, but I'm glad I watched it. It was a good time. It was a good, it was a good ride, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. I'll tell I'll give it that. 
I have very few notes. Like my notes are like dialogue and some of the acting. Yeah, um, my biggest note is the dialogue, just the writing in general as well, because it just wasn't th- it wasn't there. I thought, I thought most of the performances were fine. I I thought the dialogue and a lot of the acting um, were not great. I I the scares though the scares like some of the most effective scares mm-hmm. I've seen this year so far. And granted, we still have like another month to go, so like something can still wow me. But I was like, ooh, I felt a little yeah, tingle. Yeah, it had some. It definitely had some good jump scares. And I will say that like the editing of the film, it did a really good job of making me feel like I was losing my mind with her. <laughs> Listen, like I, I was thinking it's it's kind of being compared to It Follows, um, and I've seen that in the discourse. Yeah. And I, I got that a little bit. I mean, it's not the same, but it's not not the same. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that gets into um, a little bit of my hot take, so we'll wait. I'm going to wait to get into uh, that. But yeah, no, totally. The, the the parallels are there for sure. My other note, and again, like I said, I have very few notes for this movie, is my other note is that it was longer than it needed to be. How we could have just trimmed it, because this movie was almost two hours, which is why I almost didn't watch it the night I watched it, because I was looking for something quicker. But I was like, I, I need to watch for the podcast and it's time to start doing podcast shit again because I've already had almost 48 hours and so back to work. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, she long. And not all of it is needed. I, I, we have this issue where we keep reiterating things we've already established in movies. And so it feels repetitive and it also draws to the attention to the fact that these movies are longer than they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it repeated stuff, but then it still never really went anywhere with it like because it was it was doing the thing that black christmas 2019 did and where it keeps throwing this character's trauma in her face because her Mm. mother died at the top and so like we keep revisiting that and revisiting that and revisiting that and i get in the end it makes sense because like she kind of did not assist but also she was a child and so she has that guilt but like how many times are people going to bring up somebody's shit to their face that's not how people talk to each other that's just not how we do it Mm mm-hmm like, it makes sense for the sister to do it because the sister's an asshole who escaped. But, like, everybody else is like, well, you know about your mom. You know what, well, your mom. And I'm like, stop bringing up her fucking mom. I, <laughs> is it uh, is it an epidemic in America that no one has good, co- has a good uh, systems of support? Because, like, it, 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 it is a big thing in movies right now. And I don't get it. This sister is a fucking asshole from the very beginning and then that scene where they find her dead cat and that kid's present i wanted to punch her sister i wanted to punch her in the face and be like how about you help your sister who you abandoned as a child how about that the dead cat is the one time i agree with the sister because like if you bring a dead cat Mm -hmm. to my son's party like we gotta fight um and so that's the one time i was like okay looking at it logistically i'm on her side this one time but like she was just gonna punch the whole movie I mean, you don't know, Trent, Trent, if I show up to your party with a dead cat in a box, I'm like, this invisible person did it. But you all, but see, she's already gaslighting her, telling her she's crazy from the very, or, or you know, this same time it happened to mom, the same thing happened yeah. to mom. Get, I get it. Like, I, I would not have her around my child. That's fair. There are boundaries yeah. to be set at that point in time. But she was just kicking around and no one was supporting her in that moment. She fell on the coffee table and then there are still like, I just, I was so mad at the world. Before the dead cat, sister's a cunt. During the dead cat, I'm with that sister. I'm not going to lie. Cause again, like she, you, you have to look at the optics. Somebody brings a dead cat to a birthday party. 
We're not being like, I'm for something supernatural going on here. We're like, you better dare cat to a birthday party, bitch. Get your life together. <laughs> and so <laughs> I I I'm I'm not, yeah, no. There's just not a lot. Of, I think what I think what annoys me the most about it is that it's not as if this sister is unknowing about the mental health that is, as she says, is hereditary in this family. So she already is predisposed to think about this stuff because of her because of her mother. And then instead of in that moment, like I get, I get that you know the optics and all that, but like. You have to know, even if it, even if she is clinically insane or losing her mind or whatever, and put this cat in the box to bring to this birthday party to do, I don't know what her intentions would have been. Like, why would she have done that? But like, at least say, hey, let me get, let me call nine one one. Let me get, try to get you the help you need. No, she just kicks her out. I would have done the fucking same because again, you can't pick a dead cat into my fucking house. That's where the line stops. Cause I've, I unfortunately, I've spent 25 long enough to have help to help a few friends figure out their mental health situations and like find help. But if they had brought a dead cat to the party, I would not have been so helpful. I would not have been able to like help them find whatever they needed. And that party was already too excessive. That kid's birthday candle was about to burn that damn house down. They needed to calm that shit down. White people. The sister is definitely over fucking comp over fucking wow compensating. That's a word. The sister is definitely overcompensating. She's one of those people who had like a shitty upbringing, and so she has to like put on like the veneers. She has to be like, look, look at all this stuff. Like we have it all, and it's all surface, and there's nothing happy or joyful in the house. Her and her husband hate each other. The kid probably hates the both of them. They probably resent the kid, but they needed a kid because that's what you do when you're a stay at home mom. Um, and so like she's living a fake life to not have to think about the things that she knows from her past and who she was as her past. She's she's like, look at me. I can pull myself up by my bootstraps. And the other sister is more weighted down by it, which is why we get up top that like Rose is definitely like in this place because of her mother's death. And she's like trying to save all these people to make up for her mother, trying to make amends, even though we don't know the full extent of why she needs to make an amends and right. why she feels so guilty. We just mm-hmm. know that she was a child who saw her mother dead and that's fucked her up. And so she's like, I can save all these people. And so I get when someone commits suicide in front of somebody who has that, people do need to be cautious, but to keep bringing up <laughs> word for word to this woman, <laughs> if you're worried about her, you're not going to be like, it's because of your own dead mom. <laughs> you're going to be like, can I help you? Can I assist you? Like, right. what do you need? Have you talked to a doctor? How are you feeling? It's and- not like your trauma. Right. And yeah. And again, oh, and the next scene with her sister, when she goes to the house after her fiance is bamboozled her with her therapist in the middle of nowhere. Also, what kind of therapist? Right. But when, so when she goes back to the sister's house, I, I almost stood up and applauded when she was like, at least I'm trying to help people. And you're just here sitting at home and living in your like lap of luxury being a stay at home mom. And I was like, Finally, put her in her place. Put her in her place because somebody needs to. Because, like, when her sister was coming at her for not being paid appropriately, I was like, but at least she has a job. Boom. What are you doing? <laughs> Listen, like, being a stay at home mom is work if you're not a bitch. I'm just saying. It is. But she's a bitch, and so we're not acknowledging her contributions because she probably is a maid and a nanny. Let's be well, honest. She, right, right. She has a birthday <laughs> candle the size of a fucking rocket. So she right. ain't thinking too much. <laughs> 
No, she's got a social media family. And so, like, we are not giving her, yes. <laughs> we're not giving real, her land or country. Re- like, real stay-at-home moms who do it on their own and do it from, that, that is more than I can do. I can even, I don't even want a kid, much less stay at home with one all so, day. <laughs> that's why I'm never going to have them, no matter how hard America tries. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then the, the fiance is not there for her either. Listen, A Train, um, as I call him, he is a real name, but A Train from the boys right over here to be the most gaslighting fiance, which we keep finding in this horror genre, as I keep calling it. JCT And that's why I wanted. Listen, thank you. Um, but that's why I wanted her and Joel to get back together. Because, I mean, granted, Joel was a cop, but like Kyle Gowner cleaned up very nice. I've never seen him with short hair. I've never seen him in appropriate fitting clothes because he's always like baggy and loose and like traumatized. And he's like, I get to be supporting this one. I'm not the lead. I don't have to be so traumatized. Cut it. Um, <laughs> um, and he was all about her. He was yes. here for her and not to bring up her trauma. He was the only, and I was so glad that, Car- that Joel was there because... Without his character, Rose would have been way too isolated. And it, I don't think the movie would have been as enjoyable because I just would have been pissed the whole time. I was already pissed 95% of the time. <laughs> I I wouldn't have minded had she been completely isolated because like when you're, sometimes when you're having a moment um, mentally, you do feel isolated and you do feel like everybody's going to get up on you. Granted, they actually were in this case on her. And so I think that would have been a fine metaphor if we're kind of getting into like mental illness and what that feels like. But I don't know if this movie needed to do all of that because again, some of the discourse has been like this movie's not handling psychiatric things well because people who know about how you go about getting processed when you are having a moment are like, this is not it. This is not the moment. Um, and what those steps are to get in and out of these clinics and how they like even like keep the patients. Like it's, yeah. again, this is, this is Hollywood being like, we're doing Hollywood things. Shh. Right. Suspend your disbelief. And it's not being well received by everybody that way. And yeah, I I can totally agree with that. Because I think if I take out the mental health part of this movie and just look at it as some supernatural entity that's chasing her that she can only see, that's it's it's a scary movie, but it it's when it, yeah, it's when it adds its other mythology to it that it kind of loses some steam for me. And I think that has to do with the writing in general. I I have trauma fatigue. That's what I've been saying lately. Because almost all of the horror movies we have been getting in recent times have been trauma. Stop relying on that trauma. Back in the day, <laughs> we Stop had some relying on that trauma. Listen, myself and Josh, um, uh, I just, I want us to have more of an array of things that cause things because like we, we've gotten stuck in this, well, 824 did it. And so we want to do it. And it's like, what if, what if it's something else? Because like, even it follows, like she had sex and got followed around. <laughs> we don't have to be like, what is your trauma? Open your trauma. Right. Especially when we are not always equipped to write about these situations, which mm-hmm. I feel has happened in a couple of movies we covered this year. Cough, cough. Um, and so. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Like I said, I think this movie overall, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Like it's, a, it's okay. It's really scary. The, the jump, like you said, the jump scares are top notch, but like there was just something missing for me. And I, I, and you know, I think it goes back to I wanted more, I wanted less trauma and more about the, it, like, what is, is, is it a curse? Is it a supernatural thing that's following her? What What is going on? Or is she literally losing her mind? Like, that would have been a, interesting. Like, is she a, 
uh, unreliable narrator. And then we don't really that 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 cut between um, she's at home and it's nighttime and uh, she oh, yeah. and it cuts directly to her during the middle of the day. It's like that time lapse was just like jarring in the best possible way. Yeah. No, I I was looking for those kind of moments and also the sleep deprivation because that brings me back to Nightmare on Elm mm-hmm. Street, which Kyle Gowner was in the remake. Um, it was. So, like, it was. Um, that was during his long hair era as well. Um, <laughs> and so I I was here because it's, it's like a mashup of a bunch of different movies. It's got it some. It's got some DNA from It Follows. It got some DNA from Nightmare on Elm Street. It got some DNA from like some of those like random like early aughts movies um, where people are running and chasing and screaming. Nobody believes them. It's got it's got so many and it's in this blender and it's handling them for the most part fairly well. I just again the dialogue, a lot of the acting, um, and the length are the things that pulled me out. Well, I was just gonna. Say, I don't think this movie, like you said, it's a great blend of a lot of movies that I love. But it doesn't know who it is. Yes. What is this movie? I get that you're pulling all these references, which is great. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. I love references. I love cookie. What are they called? Uh, cookie crumbs. You know when it's like little breadcrumbs. Yeah, breadcrumbs in there that you can. Oh, that's from. They yeah. got that from it follows, or they got that from this. I love those things, but I have to know who you are to buy into this movie. I don't think this movie ever pulled me into this movie. And. The thing I'm going to say, and I don't know the people who made this movie, um, sorry, I'm not trying to defend them specifically because maybe this is not their ministry, I'm about to say. But the thing is, a lot of the times when you're trying to like get your foot in the door, as I am, um, the things that are selling are like ideas and not your actual voice. And so it's like, can you bring us the Kardashians meets like a vampire and Vampire Diaries meets Bodies, Bodies, Bodies meets blah, 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 blah. Nobody, because like you can put your voice on paper all day, but people don't want to fucking read. They want you to be like, oh, I know these shows you referenced. And then you have to like live up to that. Because like I, yeah. I wrote three Dress of Pilots this year and I don't know if any of them will ever have <laughs> like anybody's desk because I can't be like, it's the Kardashians meets like Boy Meets World meets Sex in the City. Um, <laughs> and it's- What is the show you're you're describing so I need to read it. Listen, no. And that's the thing. It's because like when we sometimes the people who get to make the decisions are the wrong people. And I I know that I'm nobody, <laughs> but I keep seeing that. It's why TV is getting worse. Um, if you really look at it, because we have we've had so many killer shows, but those killer shows are usually people who were picked up because people already saw their idea. Because, like, they didn't yeah. read these scripts. Nobody read Fleabag. They saw the one-woman show. It was like, let's put that on TV. Um, <laughs> you have to you have to almost, you almost have to fund your own shit and hope the right people see it. So they, like, give you a chance to do it again the next time. Otherwise, they're just like, we can't read. <laughs> yeah. I feel, so, from my brief research into Parker Finn, who's the director-writer of this film. So, again, we have another same director-writer. It looks like this is his first. I, his other films, I don't recognize. They don't seem to be, you know, at least not big major motion picture like this one was. So this does seem to be his first for, foray into major motion picture making. So may, maybe you're right. And maybe this, with his next film, I will love. Because like I said, a lot of this is working for me. It just doesn't stick the landing. Yeah, like it's it's so it's so close. It's so close though. Like it's 
Yes. I think this is one of the few movies this year that deserved the hype because it did get some hype. Um, I think it deserved the amount that it got. And again, I have those three issues, but like, I, I think that it was a ride. I, I was engaged. I jumped a couple times. I don't jump often. Um, and so like, I, I had a good time overall. It, yeah. And so like, I, I'm not mad at it. I think it's a very good first feature if this is his first feature. And I, I'm going to definitely show up for the next movie um, and see what we like learn from the here and what we get to change. Because perhaps, again, I don't know if there was studio involvement. I never know things. And so I try and give some benefit of the doubt if I'm, I'm liking it enough. And I like it enough to wonder what the story is behind it. I do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another, something else I thought that I was used well in this movie is, this, is the, the score, the soundtrack. I thought that it made some really interesting. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was expecting. Like there were a couple needle drops that I was like, "Oh, this is an odd thing be- to be playing right now." And none of them were ever like actual songs. It was more of like effects and like the creepy music wasn't always like what I expect. You know what I mean? Because the, there are those kind of motifs that I always see in movies like this. But this one was very kind of odd in that way. Um, and that, and I think that's another reason why It Follows kind of came to mind, just because that's another one that chose some weird, uh, weird soundtrack score stuff that ultimately worked really well. Like, it's definitely in the shadow of It Follows, which is another reason why it, it's hard to be like, give it anything more than 3.5 stars. Um, which is, I mean, again, that's just like a timing thing. We don't know how long he worked to get this produced. He probably, he could have started this 20 years ago for all we know, because Hollywood is sometimes a slow ass bitch. Um, well, so like... and I, and I will say this, you know, being compared to, in my opinion, one of the better horror films made in the past decade, it's not a bad thing. I mean, even if you're, even if you're on the whole, maybe not up to par to what people think of that movie, Hey, you're you're competing against it, and that's you know for your first movie, especially if this is your first feature, not a bad place to start. It's also tricky though because you're in its shadows. People are like, we've seen this done better, um, as opposed to we're seeing this for the first time. Because like, had it been reversed and this came first, it would have been like, oh, and then we would have seen it follow. So I got blown the fuck out of the water. Um, <laughs> but like, it's again, like it's a. At the end of the day, a feature was made. It was a good time. We all win. Yay. Yeah, exactly. And it gave, you know, some people work and that's always good, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, this is like the third or fourth time I've seen Kyle this year. I saw him in, um, Scream 6, obviously. He got the red right hand death. He did. It's also a mocker. Get it. Um, he was also in a movie I saw at Brooklyn Horror Fest. Was it Mommy May I? I think it's mommy may or something like that. Lots of mommy trauma. There's so much mommy trauma this year. So much. Uma, barbarian. <laughs> Those are the ones that we I've talked about recently. But there's so right. many more. It's not a good year to be a mom. I'm trying again next year, buddy. <laughs> but like, speaking of speaking of, one of my notes is I did not know this would lead to a giant <laughs> mommy chasing somebody in a basement as well. <laughs> We're not a basement, but a cabin. It looks shabby. Um. <laughs> Well, how are they living out there in the middle of nowhere anyways? I mean, I get it. The mom was having some mental health issues, but like they they lived out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Small towns are weird. And like, I wonder if it's like a sort of like an Independence, Missouri situation where you're like near civilization, but you're removed. And that's why you're passing it away with doing fucked up shit. But when, let's talk about that whole sequence. Cause like 
I'm not going to lie. Everything in the cabin, I'm here for. No notes. I mean, dialogue. But like, aside from that, <laughs> no notes. Because like, everything else was just like, it ramps up to a 10. And we get these payoffs we've been waiting for. And so like, she's like, finally dealing with this mama trauma. We've been having to watch the whole fucking movie. And there's giant mothers chasing after her, like shoving themselves in her fucking mouths. And she thinks she's out, but she's not. And then like, she thinks it's in like, Joel's apartment and she's not. And I'm like, yes, yes, get it, bitch. Get it, bitch. Get it, bitch. And we even end it with, like, Joel seeing it. So, like, again, we we have to leave things open for backdoor sequels because Hollywood. Right. And I don't know that I love... Well, I mean, I know, actually, I get it. I, he would have been there. He, you know... I did like all the, the, the fake outs. Like, the fake out that she burned the house down. Yep. And then went to Joel's, but she didn't really ever leave the house in the first place. Um, even backing up a little bit before we get to the cabin... When the when the psychiatrist comes to her door, yes, and then she gets the phone call from the psychiatrist, and I'm like, oh shit! I didn't trust that psychiatrist because she's wearing the same outfit, and also like we fucked with her in her house so many times before. Like that first phone call, and it cuts back to her answering the phone again to go through it again. I was like, we gonna do this shit. I live for those kind of moments where I'm just like, I don't even know what's real. Uh, let me put my drink down and pay attention. Right. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And this film definitely the editing and the the direction of that kind of the way the film is is shot definitely leads itself to the act the the audience being pulled into that actress's experience or that character's experience. And I think that in that sense. This film maybe even does that a little better than it follows, or better than some of those other ones. Uh, Girl, in that <laughs> one little instance, because uh, hold on, we had to do, we haven't gotten to my hot take yet, so I have to give it something. Uh, <laughs> I I think that I think that this movie is a moment, it's a mood, but I think that it follows does everything it does better. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, that's my hot take. It's literally, I think it, it follows does everything this movie does but better. But the only thing I will give this movie is just those fake outs and those, like, I literally, I didn't know what was real either at the end of this movie. And it follows doesn't, re- it just, it follows doesn't do that. It's a whole, that's it a whole different. It doesn't need to. No. It, she had a demon STD. It follows it's done. It's like, <laughs> this yes. is a horror movie. Yes. Good night. So in every um, other way, it definitely, but this one definitely did pull me in. Like, I really felt like I was losing my mind too while she was losing her mind. The sc- again, go back to the scares. The scares were effective because, again, I'm not a jumper. But, like, there was some moments in the house where she was getting whispered at and, like, people just be next to her. And it would fuck me up because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And it happens like, oh, no. It's like, I was expecting it. Why did I just do that? And they're always smiling. Oh, and that's what makes it even creepier because it's like, hi. And it's like, no. <laughs> Stop. Get out. Close your mouth. Like... <laughs> Oh, yes. And oh, did you catch the even like the small, like the smaller smiles? Like when, so they show the dead body under the sheet and then the the blood is like a smiley face. Yep. Yep. Cause like she cut her throat um, when she did that. All the way from like ear to like down across the chin kind of thing. I just love that like our last two movies is where all the content warnings did to be. Um, we were like, we're going to have like a pretty decent year. And it's like, but also go big or go home these last two, apparently. Um, <laughs> our description is going to be mostly content warnings for these last two movies. Because, <laughs> right. yeah, this one's definitely got some suicide stuff in there. And, ooh, and I, I will say, I thought that part 
was really effective. Like the 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 spirit or whatever it is, and they really tell us what it is. But taking over your body and then forcing you to kill yourself in front of someone else, so that so they can then pass whatever it is on to that next person. That I felt like was pretty effective. That's a thought that I'm trying to process, but again, I've not even seen this movie 48 hours ago, is the idea of having to inflict your trauma on a spectator um, so that spectator can carry that trauma with them because, like, there's there's a lot to mine there. Like, that's an essay. That's a book. <laughs> it's still very recent, and my brain is still a, a sketch And so, like, I'm not, I'm not getting to this point well or articulate enough. But, like, there's something to be said for that. Because, like, how often do people turn to social media to be like, here's what's happened to me. And they want all this, like, sympathy. And people who, like, use it for, like, financial gains. Because so many people who have been murdered have Kickstarters by people who've never met them um, pertaining to be for that person. Because they know people care and want to support the families of these victims. Um, And so I don't know. There, There are thoughts. There are thoughts rolling around in my head like a pinball machine, and someday I will I will have the words. <laughs> it, it is a lot, and I think you know, it's also a lot for because that's that's essentially what her mom did to her, right? She her mother, and from what I read, maybe you read something differently, but the mother seems to have taken something or has done something, and that she wanted to take it back and try to get her daughter to call 911 and she didn't do it. Yeah. So the mother essentially put her trauma on her daughter from the very beginning of this film. And that's what we keep revisiting every five seconds. I, to be fair, I don't know. I don't know if the mother was depressed or if it was a different kind of mental illness, but like right. it's hereditary in theory. And so it was already passing something on to this child, but also the mother didn't seem to have a support system in place to help her raise a child. So, like, this child was just getting it from the mother their whole life, um, which is why when the mother's like, I don't want to do this anymore, she kind of closes the door and goes to her room because, like, there is this thing we don't talk about enough um, when it comes to, like, children who have to, like, raise their parents where there's a resentment, a certain amount of resentment. And so, like, you kind of do want it to just end. You do want it to kind of just go the fuck away so you can, like, live your life. But there's also that, like, obligation because blood is thicker than water. I keep yelling at you. And so, like that's one of the ways I think that's an insidious <laughs> way that parents like play with their children because of those strings. And I've seen it done and done and done. We, we've, some of us have experienced that. And so I think that there is something there for that. And I want to know more about Rose when that happened. Cause like, I thought we had Rose as a straightforward character. I thought she felt bad that she found her dead mom. I'll fuck anybody up. But for her to be like, I kind of let her die. Um, and I never told anybody that. That makes her more interesting, and I want to know more about her now because I'm flexing with her now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We never really go any further into her other than that one little flashback because that's at the very end when you find that out. Yeah. And then to have the giant version of your mom crawl inside your mouth to really push that metaphor home. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And when it rips its face off. Ooh. It's gross. Listen, this is another movie that reminds me I need to read that book. I'm going to butcher the title, but it's like How the Body Holds Trauma or something like that. I keep meaning to read it. So many people tell me to read it. And we've seen some movies that made me wish I had read it because I feel like (laughs) it would help me articulate what I'm trying to get across in these movies that I've seen. Um, (laughs) I haven't even heard of it, but that's interesting. Can I fuck up the title? Like, (laughs) (laughs) The Body Keeps the Score. That's what it is. The Body Keeps the Score. 
Yeah. Um, the body keeps the score, brain, mind, and body in the healing of trauma. It's under $15. Me and my credit card could do no more things. Um, this year we could do no more things. We've taken four trips, three of which planned, one of which was not. Um, and so like <laughs> I I'm happy it's coming down and I yeah, I will be looking at that maybe next year when my credit cards and I speak to each other again. Because I keep saying it and I keep not doing it. Yeah. Interesting. All right, shall we get into hot takes? Um, yeah, why don't we? Let's get spicy. Sheree, what's your hot take? Um, this movie was terrifying in places, and I think I'm here for it. Like, again, I think it's like a 3.5 maybe, and which is fine. We need more 3.5s. People don't, people don't understand it's going to be a mid-movie. You need to be a 5 or a 1. Um, there are shades in between. However, I, I do want to walk through it with a therapist or a counselor or just someone, because I do have some questions about some of the protocols and things seen in the movie. And again, I know we have to suspend disbelief as audience members, but I do think some of the critiques I've seen on Twitter are a little bit valid. And so I would like to just walk through with an actual professional to be like, hi, how are you interpreting this movie? That would be interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier, mine is <laughs> comparing it to It Follows. But yeah, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would going into it. The script is really what fell short for me. Uh, it just left a whole lot to be desired, which is why I think I'm left with comparing it to It Follows because they have very similar themes and plot devices. And It Follows is just on most all accounts, a better film. Like I can't really think of a section of of smile that it follows used that it follows wasn't better at. Literally. And I, I think that that is, that is the thing we're going to keep seeing because again, like when people are trying to get you trained to pitch and things, they're just like, um, can you write something that's like this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, Ugh, those things don't belong together <laughs> um, and it gets you further away from the things that you are doing but like mm -hmm. it's hard because people look down on things that are not in the zeitgeist and so they're like this is what I know as like random Joe who right. lives out in whatever part of whatever city and so that's what my family and I watch and so that's what I need you to put on the paper yeah yeah, yeah I, and, and you know I, I said this earlier too I just wish that Smile and um, Parker Finn, who's a writer director here. I wish they could have found what this movie is. What is the story that Parker Finn wants to tell, and expand upon that? And may and then if you're using if you're using similar plot devices like what that it follows used or Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever, then yeah, because I mean. Every story's already been pretty much told at this point. There's nothing new under the goddamn sun. So, like, I get that, that it's going to be you, but I just need to know what this movie, what are you telling me? What is this monster? Is it a curse? Is it a ghost? Is it, you don't have to tell me everything. It's not like you have to say, this was a man that died in 1928, and he is now, you know, like, no, I just need to know, like, like what It Follows does. It Follows just says, hey, it, this is a ghost STD that's going to kill you. Done. Done. Uh, terrified. Done. <laughs> Get your vibrators. Leave Tinder. Done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like 
I feel like there's a smarter movie hidden in here than we got. And again, I don't know what the process was. Um, and I don't know what's on the cutting room floor. Cause maybe there's like three deleted scenes that tie it all together. <laughs> um, but I do right. feel like there's just something amiss. And again, like a feature to like drop out and be a 3.5. is not a bad time. Yeah, it was a good time. Okay. I would and I would recommend it. You know, if someone was like, "Hey, should I watch Smile?" I'd be like, "Yeah." I, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but I, you know, I not my least favorite. I didn't tell you what I did to Labob. I told Labob to watch Barbarian and Smile as a double feature. <laughs> Mama trauma, right he there. He got a friend coming over. It they ain't ready. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Get a text. Is that what he's doing tonight? I hope so. Um, you gonna get a text message? Be like you. <laughs> listen, because yesterday night we watching Barbarian. Yesterday night we watching Barbarian. Um, I was like, Labob, have you seen this movie yet? Because I've been waiting for you to see this movie. And he's like, No. I'm like, You should also watch Smile, Labob. I think they're a really good double feature. No questions, no comments. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Mama Trauma. Mama Trauma. Um, but I guess, like, because this is our last episode of the year, we should talk about is. movies we've liked so far this year. I'm going to go ahead and say I've not seen, like, a good handful of shit. Um, I've not seen Pearl. I've not seen Men. I've seen Pearl. I have not seen Men. I'm waiting for both to be streaming. Right. <laughs> yeah. I saw Pearl in theaters. Well, I mean, my number one film this year is no surprise to anyone. It's Scream. Yay! Scream 2022. It's my favorite of the year. Yay! I thought you were going to go for X, and I thought we were going to have to fight. Um, no, X is my fifth favorite film of the year. Get it. I, I don't have numbers, but I'm going like free flow. But I I also love Scream. As you know, I'm a Scream 6 stand account. I also really, really fucking loved Nope. Um... There will be no questions, no comments, no concerns. Like, <laughs> no nuts. But yes, I also really liked Hellraiser. The 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 redo of Hell, or not the redo, but the requel again yeah. of Hellraiser. I love Jamie, and so, like, I'm, I'm here for it. And I liked what they did to, like, complicate. They added their own spin to the lore, which I thought was a really good idea. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought the, those are my top two horror films of the year. Um, I don't know my top two yet. Like, it's probably going to be screaming now, but also I loved Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, bodies, Bodies, Bodies is my number seven. <laughs> she won't be in my top five, but like, she's going to probably end up in my top ten the way things are going. And I love yeah. that for her. I love that for her. I keep also forgetting Fresh was this year. I don't think it's going to make it in my top ten, but it was this year and I did like it. Yeah, yeah. Prey is another one of my tops this year. Oh, yes. Yes, um, I love Prey. I recently, speaking of it follows, Mike Mika Monroe dropped um, a movie called Watcher on Shutter, and like it's giving like those seventies horror vibes. But there's a couple of moments where I was very tense, um, even though I knew it was coming. I still got very tense. And she also was a significant other on Paramount Plus. Both are a good time. Um, significant other has been under the radar, but people need to watch it because I think we thought we knew what it was going to be, and it is not that movie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my lesser known tops of the year. I really, I really liked Sissy. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, and I really liked Attachment, which was another one I watched for a a festival this year. It was really, it's a, it's a good time. I think I saw that one. It's the lesbians and yeah. like, yeah. The mom, yeah. mom, more mama trauma. <laughs> more mama. There's so much mama trauma. <laughs> so I... much mama trauma. 
I also, I saw Don't Worry Darling, which is a thriller. Florence Pugh gets it. I love um, her. I, you know. Yeah. It's, this movie is not as bad as I thought it was going to be because I wasn't expecting the worst. I think most of my problems were the direction and the pacing. Um, and it's just, it's, it's basically something we've all seen before, but we get to have Florence Pugh and Harry Styles in it. Okay, well, I mean, Harry Styles, I can give or take, but Florence, I'm here for you, girl. Yeah, I I had a fine time. I had a fine time. Yeah, and then, of course, rounding out my top 10 uh, films of the year, uh, both horror and not horror are um, X and Pearl. I'm ready for Maxine to come in. You said horror and not horror. Well, I I just mean, like, X is my fifth and Pearl is my tenth film of the year, but that's, like, not horror only. Oh, so you have multiple lists. Yes, yes. Okay. I got, like, this is my letterbox, so you know, girl, I got a list for days. Listen, <laughs> um, I also am I am also an Emma apologist. It's a PG-13 movie um, with Korean mm-hmm. women. And so, like, we, we need to support that. Korean-Canadian and Korean-American women. I need to specify that so people aren't like, what you mean? Because it's a very different brand. Um, but because, like, it's... When we say Korean horror, we have a very specific image of Korean horror. And this is definitely more of a, a North America Korean horror. And, but I was here for yeah. it. And also Sandra Oh. So people stop pissing on it. Get Love into her. It. Love Sandra Oh, for sure. Oh, another one I want to shout out. It's more of a documentary kind of true crime situation. But Girl in the Picture on Netflix. I haven't heard of that about one. Wild. Something else that went under the radar because people hated it was monstrous. But I am here for the Richie Renaissance. She is doing everything she can in this movie, and it is not the worst movie I've seen. It's also PG thirteen. We need to stop treating PG thirteen movies like they're rated R. Like it did what it could in those confines. God, I haven't even heard of that, but okay. She on Showtime because I was waiting for it, and then people pissed on it. I never saw it again. So when I took this little hiatus to watch some movies, because I do owe Dread Central a list of top ten, and I don't know how we're gonna get there. Um, it'll be written by the time this goes up because it has to be but i also got a lot of movies to watch yeah you better get on it Ooh, i will also say i don't know when this movie's coming to come out officially but i saw it in a festival hashtag chad gets the axe it's a found footage horror comedy and those are none of my ministries but i had a damn good time sounds like a good time Listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my eyes out for that one. I want Shutter to pick it up. Like if I need somebody to get Shutter, like hello Shutter, it's me. Can you please get this so my friends can see it? It's me what? again. It's me again. <laughs> hello from the other side. Um, <laughs> hatching was also this year. Are we serious? Yes, hatching was also. It's in my. It's in my top fifteen-ish. I want to say. I stop at ten because I'm not even gonna play that game. Um, <laughs> I put everything on a list because if I don't, I forget shit. I, I'm looking at other stuff. I <laughs> I saw Studio 666. It's another time Jenna Ortega was out here doing the good Lord's work um, with mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters. It made me sad because I'm seeing it after Taylor Hawkins is no longer with us. So I also saw Swallowed, which I enjoyed. I'm mad I didn't get to see it because I... So, like, the first festival where you saw it, I didn't have time, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the last festival didn't get our shit together until it was too late. And so I didn't get to see it again because I was in London by the time I got our shit together. And when I came back, the screeners were shut down. So I've not seen it yet. I want to. Then we have a Wounded Fawn, which we both enjoyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I We haven't recorded it yet, but I'm sure that Josh Rubin episode is fire. If you've not heard it, he's a damn good interview. 
I'm sure we laugh often and hard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I saw Torn Hearts and I was not mad because normally I'm anti Blumhouse for the most part. I mean, Mm. they team up with people and they do good stuff every once in a while, but usually it's been like Firestarter and Unhuman. Both were this year. Um, And so Torn Hearts, I didn't know what to expect, but like it was a fine time. It was country singers doing the shit um, with Katie Siegel or Seagal. I get oh, thank you because now that there's two and I get them mixed up and one is Major Mike Flanagan and the other one is an icon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's anyways. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. I mean, out of the ones that I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot this year. There's not a lot that I had a huge problem with. I mean, of course, yeah. the one you mentioned, Firestarter. Uh, I did not enjoy Texas Chainsaw. It was fine. And I did not enjoy they them. Why can't bring that up? What? <laughs> and, <laughs> those are probably my three least favorites of the year. <laughs> I also was not anti Spirit Halloween. It's another PG thirteen movie, yeah. and so it's a PG thirteen movie. But like once you know that going in, it's fine. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd yeah. is there. What we want? Like, right? What what, what you what want? you want? What you want? Did I talk to you about yeah, Crimes of the so, Future yet? No, I haven't seen it. It's the Cronenberg we almost covered this season. I, he's a gross man. I'm gonna say about that. He's a very <laughs> gross man. I should have watched that from under my weighted blanket, and I did not, and that's my own fault. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Like the things were the things we're thinking. Um, Vigo Mortensen is there though, uh-huh. and also I'm not a Christian Stewart fan because I don't think she can act. I know people disagree now; they used to agree with me, but like she was not, she was not making my eye twitch the way she normally does. Yeah, I've seen her in a couple things lately that have been like, I mean, are you great? No, but like I can look past you. Listen, I did not like Flex Gourmet. I wanted to because I love some of the actors in there. I that review died um because I was like I don't even want to write about it. I want to forget I saw it. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I need to see the menu. Um, and I need Me to too. listen. I and I need to see. Oh my god, what else is out? I forgot the name of it. It just came out. Oh, Bones and All. I've been trying to see mm-hmm. Bones and All all year, and the festivals are playing in my faces because they're like, you can't see it virtually. You got to be in person. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? What is see Bones and All so bad? It's not playing near. Well, it's playing Little Rock. I could try no. Little Rock watch it, but. The, it's playing 30 minutes for me at the Alamo Draft House, but there's no buses, so I gotta talk Rachel into going to the Alamo Draft House, and I don't think Rachel wants to do cannibalism. I just don't think that's their ministry. <laughs> oh. No, it's a romance. <laughs> there is romance. The director said he wants it to be considered a dark romance. It looks like it. So from just the tell them it's a dark romance. Listen, um, but in a perfect world, I would do a double feature, and I would do the menu and Bones and all. Because they're both at the Alamo Draft House. I love an Alamo Draft House. I need to also stop spending money, though, as we talked about, because it's not looking good this winter. Um, so, like, we will see what happens. I'll probably do it because I'm a fool. Orphan First Kill was also this year. Yeah, it was. It's it's middle of the mid for me. <laughs> our I, Patreon listeners will have heard our thoughts on that, our arguments and our thoughts. Listen. <laughs> I still haven't seen You Won't Be Alone. That's one of my list forever. I haven't seen Bitch Ass yet either. And I I, I want to see a Black Cut Slasher. I want to see a Black Slasher. Is, do I have high hopes? No. But right. is it going to be a Black Slasher? Yes. 
<laughs> I hear uh, soft and quiet is fucked up. And I, I almost went into it the other night, but then I didn't. Uh, we also have No Exit that came out this year. That I, It's middle oh, of yeah. mid for me. I watched that with Jazz. I mean, it's okay. It's pretty good. No, Hypochondriac is getting the girls talking. I, I watched half of it, but then I passed out. So I got to go back and finish it uh, to see where it goes. But the girls were talking about it. Yeah. Uh, we've got, you know, in, in the terms of like children horror, uh, the curse of bridge hollow, which I thought was an okay. It was, it was cute. cute. It yeah. Was, cheers to Miss Ferguson, Mr. Wayans, and even Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland with her terrible vegan. Listen, <laughs> desserts. listen, <laughs> slashback also came out this year. <laughs> oh, we also had blaze that came out this year, which <gasps> I love it. It's in my top. I just don't typically, when I'm doing like a strict horror list, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily put Blaze on there. That's just it. She's under the umbrella because there's definitely some fantastical fantasy elements in that bitch. She is, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And she's in my top. She's my eighth overall film of the year. So I think that's a fair place to put her. Yeah. But I guess she would be my one, two. If we're, if we're putting her in the horror category, one, two, three, four. Sixth horror film of the year. Okay, that's not bad. Cause like she, yeah. I again like content warnings abound, but like I, I really love that movie, and I want to see more of her from that writer director whose name is not at the top of my brain, but I have written down because I want to review, so I can remember. Uh, Del Catherine Barton. That's the, the one. That yeah, that's the one. Yeah. It was also it was also a decent year for TV because Chucky came back. Obviously, Chucky came back, and we're always glad when he does. Always. I've not seen this Cabinet of Curiosities or this Wednesday, both of which mm-hmm. hit Shudder. Also, there's a show called 1899. On, not Shudder, Netflix. Netflix. Wow. I started 1899. I like it. It's real weird. I can't figure out what the fuck's going on, but it's cool. I need looking. to start it. I, I'm mostly behind on TV because like, I actually do want to see that. And I do want to see Wednesday because Jen Ortega's there and I always go where Jen Ortega goes, even if to be Burden is I was going to be there and I'm not a fan of him anymore. Yeah. Christina Ricci's there too for a bit. Yeah. And so, like, I'm going to do it. I'm just like... Yeah. I've seen that clip of her dancing, and I love it. I've seen no clips, because if I'm going to watch something, I'm going to watch something. Right. That's fair. <laughs> I was sad Slasher didn't come back this year, but it'll be there Maybe next year. Next year, yeah. I never started Shining Veil, which is weird, because Courtney Cox is there. I didn't even know that. I've never heard of that. I don't know. It's on Stars. Um, I don't know if stars. she's a ghost or she's being hunted by a ghost, because I can't know stuff. But I also... Going back to movies for a second, I've not seen Piggy or The Invitation. I haven't seen either of those. I don't know that I want to see The Invitation, but... I do, because we don't have enough black leads, and so I have to. Oh, is it a black lead? Okay, if it's yeah. a black lead, I'll give it a chance, but it just... It didn't excite me when I first saw the, like, I don't know, the the marketing for it. I only know what they give me on the poster, because, again, I'm a muter. I need to do Terrifier, so I can do Terrifier 2, which came out this year, because mm-hmm. I have to do things in order. I can't just go to the sequel and be like, oh, you got to see the first one, so I can, like, really judge this one accordingly. Fair, fair. Technically, Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness was under the umbrella. I haven't seen it. I saw it. I really love Wanda. Um, I hope that... I hope that we forget what to do with her um, in this universe. <laughs> did you do? Did you do the Midnight Club? I started it, and I really like what I've seen, but I haven't finished it, so I hate to say yeah. final thoughts or anything. 
Yeah, no, I I love Christopher Pike, as we know. I have like tubs of his books around, maybe under this computer as we speak. But I, I'm not giving Flanagan any more of my time or energy because he always hurts me. Um, so I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> it was, which is why I didn't see, I didn't see, um, what was his last show y'all loved? Oh, uh, Midnight Mass? Oh, so yeah, good. I, I didn't see it, but I listened to the Girl That Scary episode. And so I feel like I got the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> You probably did. I haven't heard it, but I, yes. I did. And they did it faster because they go through a whole series in an hour. What? <laughs> that's true. Oh, that show, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. But I get it. You're not a Mike Flanagan fan, and that's that's fine. Mm. <sighs> I forgot about all the Shudder originals I actually did see. Damn. Shudder, Shudder puts out like a movie a week, y'all. And so <laughs> I, I saw half-ish. So I'm looking at one now, and I forgot about it, called The Cellar. <laughs> I forgot I saw it. I forgot I saw it. So like, that's the girl from 24. She's a woman now. Because um, 24 was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up. Right? She was also in House of Wax. I, I should know her name. She has a name. Oh. Let me click on this real quick. She's the lead I in House not... of Wax? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Eliza is Cuthbert? Is that who? Mm. Let me just go that's... ahead and stop trying to figure it out and go click on this cast. <laughs> Yes, Alicia Cuthbert. It's been so long since I've seen House of Wax. We keep starting to do it, but when we start to do it, they take it away from free places. Um. <laughs> yeah, Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Why does IMDb have Paris Hilton listed above her? Listen, the early aughts were a wild time. It was a wild time. It needs to atone for its sins, still, just saying. <laughs> true, true. All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Smile and our tops and bottoms for the whole year. Uh, we've had a blast. This is our season five finale. Right. Wow. Where is time gone? Five fierce seasons in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no movie. We're yeah. tired. Yeah, <laughs> need a break. <laughs> so, listen. But yeah, so that's all we got for you this year. That's all we've ever known. What? <laughs> you know, we might Keep we drinking. might see you next year. Who knows? The world might end. You never I know. mean, with this decade, who can say? <laughs> who can say? But anyways, until next year, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.